Traveling Mystery Solvers Union Local 236 presents Chicago Unbelievable with Adam Seltzer and Hector Reyes. Check out our books, our tours, and our blog at chicagounbelievable.com. Hi, and welcome to the all-new Chicago Unbelievable podcast. Well, all-new for this episode is kind of a mis- is kind of the wrong term. Uh, this is actually one that Hector and I recorded for our previous podcast back in September of 2010. We went out to Bachelors Grove Cemetery, so I've kind of remixed and remastered it here. This is kind of a short version I'm really just putting up in order to get us onto the search engines. Hopefully, by the time it's actually there, there will also be a brand-new episode that Hector and I have just recorded at uh, talking about the ghosts of Hull House here in Chicago. This is an all-new blog Chicago Unbelievable. We're talking about forgotten bits of Chicago history, weird urban legends, myths, ghost lore, and just cool stuff from all over the city. I hope you will join us here at Chicago Unbelievable. Uh, Here it is, Hector and I at Bachelors Grove, September 2010. Went out to Bachelors Grove yesterday with Hector, who was my first driver on ghost tours. Now, I've never really fit into the stereotype of ghost hunting myself. Uh, I don't look like a Motley Crue roadie. I have no tattoos. I don't go around saying, dude, that place is freaking haunted. <laughs> I don't even have an origin story. I mean, to, uh, you're really supposed to have a story about how you never believed in ghosts. You were a total skeptic until one day. Uh, but, you know, I don't really have anything like that. I am too worried about my reputation to go around saying stuff like that, but Hector is not. So... <laughs> out here with Hector, hey. who is familiar to you if you have read your, my book, Your Neighborhood Gives Me the Creeps, True Tales of an Accidental Ghost Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hector was actually my first driver when I first started doing ghost tours back about five years ago. Right. Um, and we had some pretty good times back in those days. <laughs> some great um, times. We had actually. some great times. So it's, uh, what were some of your favorite moments of the days when we were out uh, running ghost tours together? Uh, well, mostly the bad jokes that we were telling and yeah. people like you know respond in such a uh, unusual manner. And the fact that like we get so much evidence from certain areas like oh, uh, yeah. like um, Whole House and uh, oh remember that time when we were behind the Oriental Theater uh, and the the girl's head was. Uh, you know, uh, sticking out of the doorway. Yeah. There. That Jeez. was freaky. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I mean, I've been able to explain about 99% of what happens on the tours, but the ones that, uh, when that other 1% is almost invariably with Hector. Mm-hmm. Uh, one joke I just got to remember is, uh, remember we used to have, like, pull up alongside people and have everybody make ghost noises out the door? Like, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Remember when we did it to that Amish couple? Oh my god, yeah. That's... <laughs> they looked angry. And they were not amused, man. <laughs> like I was going to pull a knife on me. Like, I'm a cut thief. <laughs> that was awesome, yeah. I think he might have. He might have murdered his wife, and now he's going to be going to another haunting. All right. <laughs> no, we're always looking for more attractions to add to the ghost tours around here. Exactly. But uh, just as uh, we're kind of going back to our roots here, back to the very first Weird Chicago podcast, as Hector and I are actually now walking through the through uh, the Rubio Woods Forest Preserve towards the infamous Baxter's Grove Cemetery. Which I'm not happy about, but I'm being forced to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I told him, you know, I want to do another podcast. You know, it's Halloween season. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing a couple of tours this year myself. And I think after this, this might be my last podcast. I'm kind of turning the keys over to Ken after this. Oh, boo. Uh, well, well but yay, Ken. Yeah, go, good for you, Ken. Yeah. But, uh... Oh, so, 
And we're just walking along. Uh, if you might remember, we did the uh, the very first Weird Chicago podcast was in Bachelor's Grove. The weird thing that a lot of people have written to me about is when we're standing over by the foundations of one of the old houses out in the woods. Which is not supposed to exist. Right. Mm. Uh, well, there's. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But there's the sound you can hear on the recording. There's a sound that sounds a lot like a creaking door. Uh, a lot of people have uh, written to me about that. There's the thing. I did get some information lately. A guy sent me a, an old document stating that it was called Bachelors Grove originally because the area was first settled by literally by bachelors who built what they call bachelor huts, little one-room houses that were you know just big enough for the one person. Which also kind of explains a lot of the foundations of the houses that we run into around here. They were very small for. From what we can tell. Right. But that doesn't explain the famous disappearing house story. Oh, no, no doubt. Quite a lot of people have reported seeing a two-story Victorian house somewhere out in these woods. Exactly mm-hmm. where varies from person to person, but they always seem to describe the house exactly the same way. It's a white Victorian farmhouse that, um, as you get closer and closer, some people say it gets smaller and smaller. Usually you can see a soft light in the, fir- in the uh, first floor. Mm-hmm. One of the stories that goes around is that it was the old caretaker's house, and the caretaker apparently started hearing voices in the cemetery telling him to kill his family. Now, he had to be a little bit nuts just to be hearing those voices to start with, but being a lot nuts, he actually listened to them, then hanged himself from the frame of the house. Now, there is absolutely no evidence that this is actually true. It's just one of those stories. Uh, the, official st- the, the official reason why there's no evidence for it is that the town was so embarrassed by it that they ordered that all records of it be stricken. And if that's true, they did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, because they managed to like wipe out every single record we looked at. Yeah, it's- we haven't found a thing about that. But it's also just one of those things, you know, sometimes they don't really do the paperwork on these things, and other times the story just doesn't happen to be true. Mm-hmm. Now, if you read my book, Seltzer's First Theorem is that uh, every remotely spooky place where people sneak in to get wasted will eventually show up on a TV show or website about hauntings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baxler's Grove is really kind of a classic example of this. This was a very popular place in the 60s and 70s for beer blasts, uh, pot parties, there are a couple of mentions of this actually in the Chicago Tribune. In the 1960s, the uh, police out here found the evidence that there had actually been a bonfire inside of the inside of the cemetery, and in the pile of rubbish, they found a coffin hinge and a coffin handle. Whoa! Uh, nearby, there was a grave that had been dug up where they found the coffin under four inches of dirt. Hmm. A few years later, in the early 1970s, seven teenagers were arrested in the process of digging up one of the graves. Uh, they, they said that they were there on a lark. It's like, how boring did Midlothian have to be in those days? Hey, let's go dig up a grave. Exactly. I got nothing better to do. I haven't smelled anything terrible in a while. Mm-hmm. All right, we are now inside of the cemetery. Oh, that creepy feeling is back. Yeah. You know, I never get that in this place. I always do. <laughs> and we are with, in, in good company. There yeah, there's are always people. people there's always people here this time of year. Afternoon. We see that all the uh, a lot of the stones are. Been, yeah, uh, I've never over. seen the place quite so overgrown with weeds and. Uh, well, you, you got to remember that they're probably they're they're going to like destroy this area. Yeah, so. this is kind of targeted, I believe. Less uh, a while ago, we were out here and there were actually uh, orange spray paint all over the place. It kind of looked right. like they were just going to do away with it. 
Yeah. Uh, here we are at the Fulton gravestone. People who have lived in the area for a long time say when they were kids, there was still a woman named Granny Fulton or Grandmother Fulton oh. that was seen all around the place. Now we're at the infant daughter grave. Uh, Hector, you want? You've got some stories about infant daughter. Uh, infant daughter is one of my favorites because uh, there, there was at one time. Right now, it doesn't have it, but there, there's always some kind of. Uh, some kind of a, uh, um, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. So there's somebody, somebody put something there to remember. Like there's always toys here and such. At one time there was a, an, a, an empty candle. Somebody had lit a candle here, and uh, there was a group of us, and people were throwing quarters into the candle, uh, the empty black glass, and people were like, "What's going on?" And people were constantly doing it, and I came by and said, "Oh, let me try." So I tried to put the quarter in. It wouldn't go in. Another person tried it, same thing. We're like, what's going on? Then we did the Italian. We discovered that everyone who can get the quarter in had a child. They, they, were, they were parents. Huh. The ones that could not do it um, didn't have any children that they knew of. So we thought that was really interesting because we were just going crazy and trying to do it. It wasn't happening. Yeah. Those who can't really picture it, it's kind of weird. It kind of looks like they've been, somebody's been digging out around the infant daughter grave. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're going to try to steal it or something. This looks a lot different than it was earlier. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's this one grave here. For those who don't know, we're in Bachelors Grove Cemetery. This is a famously uh, supposedly haunted cemetery. It's pretty much abandoned. Over the 60s and 70s, have a great many of the graves were dug up. The uh, gravestones were knocked down. The ones that are still here are all in disarray. It's horribly overgrown. You have to walk through the woods to get here and it is the kind of a classic place where just ghost stories would just kind of pop up out of nowhere it's just it's it's spooky to be here yeah exactly and people would come here drunk and and smoking god only knows what so it's natural that the ghost stories came up but also there certainly is a creepy vibe about the place that's that i really can't deny even myself yeah there's there's something about this place that really really does it's, it's, it's really unsettling so. And I, I guess that other people from the Weird Chicago crew are actually going to be on TV talking about the place. One of those uh, most scariest or most terrifying. or you know, I, I think I've made my opinion on those shows pretty clear over yeah. the years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been offered to go on a lot many that I've actually a lot more of them than I've actually gone on. <laughs> my my kind of criteria is when people ask is like, will they make me sound like a complete idiot? And the answer is almost always yes. Yeah, they they always do. That's that. what they do. But uh, okay, well, now we're uh, kind of turning around. We're walking up towards the pond in all of its uh, all of its splendor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not get into this pond for anything. This kind of brings me to Ken's story. Just about a, a month after the first podcast was recorded, uh, Hector and I were doing a tour together. We were down at Hull House. And I got a phone call from Ken, who was here at Bachelor's Grove with the Midlothian sheriff and a newspaper reporter. And Ken was all freaked out. He said that he had been over by one of the graves and started kind of going into one of his psychic trances that he mm-hmm. claims to have. Right. Which, uh, I've only seen once or twice, but it's pretty spooky when it happens. Yeah. But um, he started going. There was a kid here. He lost some. He lost some money, and kind of the newspaper said he kind of looked like he lost it himself, mm-hmm. and he wandered out and waded into the pond. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you you can't see it, obviously, but it's it looks like there's about 50 different diseases floating around in yeah. here. And, Not and, to mention rumors of snapping turtles who might have bit his wiener off or something. Oh. So he waded out into the pond, thinking there was a kitty or he lost some money. Dumped, ducked his hand down into it and fished out of the muck at the bottom of the pond an old uh, silver dollar or a half dollar. Yeah. I forget which of the two it was. There's was a picture a of it, I think, in the Weird Chicago book. Mm-hmm. And also, if you look on my webpage and navigate around at the Your Neighborhood Gives Me the Creeps page, there's a photo of it there. Uh, that's that's his story. My only way to say that it, that uh, 
my best defense for him is that if he wanted to just pull a trick like that, he could have just buried the thing and gotten just as good an effect. Oh, no doubt. Without risking getting his wiener bit off by but, snapping turtles. Well, truth be told, that's not the way Ken operates. No. <laughs> uh, if if if, if uh, Ken if Ken didn't plan it and if it was uh, if it wasn't a second trance, it was a heck of a coincidence. Right. So. Um, Oh yeah, you know, I, I know. Troy said, "I think you guys just kind of planted that there the week before." So it's like, no, nah, he never would have found. Yeah. yeah, that is really a disgusting pond. I know. I don't know about. There's always rumors that Al Capone used to dump bodies in here. I don't think that's true. There's, Al Capone has dumped a body everywhere <laughs> in the every city. block in Chicago. Yeah, it, and it's, it's always on an old Indian burial ground. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's another thing. It's kind of a, a very American thing. If you don't have an actual good story for a ghost, you just go fall back on Indian burial ground. Exactly. In England, they usually use abandoned monastery where a nun was walled up inside of the oh, place. We okay. have that here too, but it's yeah. uh, it's more of a British thing. Mm-hmm. We actually had that at my the shopping mall when I was a kid. No it was kidding. said to be built on the grounds of a monastery. <laughs> and it actually was built on the grounds of a monastery, I nice. found out. There was a group of Trappist monks that owned the land before. <coughs> we don't have anything like that where I grew up. Um, the only thing we had was like several houses who you never go into. Um, Mostly because they're crackheads, so yeah, it was, it was. But it's like there was a couple places where it was like they were kind of freaky. Um, Humble Park is where I grew up, and there was like three or four houses. I don't remember any of them, any of them specifically, but you made sure you did not get near them. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a that's a person talking for those yeah. of you listening. That's, yeah. Unless there's another voice here, <laughs> is there another voice? You want to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, is, yes, uh, I'm uh, Hector's stepfather. My name is Bill. And uh, this is very interesting. Uh, ask me if I believe in spirits. Yes, good spirits and bad spirits. So uh, I'm in good company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is good. I believe in spirits too. I drink. <laughs> I went there. Yeah. <laughs> Hector will always go there. Yes. I'm. I'm actually very close to the pond. Yeah, we're point. standing on the banks. And. Uh, I don't see any snapping turtles, no, I, so that's I, good. I did see movement. No way, there's there. something out there. Yeah, there's there's stuff moving out there. Yeah, you'll see it every so often. Um, yeah, but yeah, what you can see are the water underneath all of the gunk and yeah. the pond scum. Yeah, it, it's messed up when you got gunk and pond scum, and that is what's the clean portion of the of the, right. of the pond. It's disgusting. Right. Yeah. So. There's also a rumor, I can't, I'm trying to look up and see if I can see anything, there's a rumor that Richard Crow, one of the other ghost tour guides in the city, hammered reflectors up in the trees that would make, like, flashing lights to freak people out. Aww. That's not really his style. Hey, yeah, even Rick. Uh, we got more people near us. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, what stories have you guys heard about the uh, pod? We're doing a, bo- a podcast, right? Well, um, I, go ahead, what did I tell you? All right. Um, well, I heard that back, uh, what was the date? Right? Al Capone. Yeah, but what, what year? I don't know. Probably the 1920s and 30s. Yeah. All right. That's when he was here. All right. Well, uh, around there, I guess, uh, he would, uh, Take his bodies in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there, there is an interstate right over there, so it would be a very easy body dump. You just kind of pull over, kick the stiff out the window, not to put it, not to put too fine a point on it, and it would drop right into the pond. 
especially if they had uh, cement blocks to their feet. They'd right. right to the bottom. They'd sink right down. Then there's the one of the farmer and his horses. Yeah, there is also fun. stories of a farmer and it being uh, dragged into this pond by a horse. Oh, yeah. And he's, uh, the ghost of that has been seen many times. Now, Hector has got his pendulum out. Hector, yeah. you want to tell us about your pendulum? pendulum? Okay. I'm not an expert on the pendulum, uh, but uh, it, what it is... It's, it's a crystal on a, on a chain. It's a crystal on a chain, obviously. Uh, mine is actually uh, a... Um, a it's, it's, it's got two... It's, it's kind of uh, um, an imperfection in it, and uh, it's in tune to me. Uh, it's made of quartz, and uh, I ask the questions yes or no, and I'm also able to track things with it as well. Um, I can uh, just a quick example: uh, pendulum. Uh, give me any. Give me your yes, and you notice it starts yeah, it to, start spin to, clock, to spin around, starts clockwise, and then I say pendulum neutral, and it'll stop. And I'll say pendulum. Give me your no, and it'll start going back and forth. To let me know that that's the no pendulum neutral. Now, uh, what I usually do in this case is I start saying uh, pendulum. Uh, in which direction should I walk to see if there's a spirit nearby? And uh, it's starting actually to point towards point me, towards you, or yeah. well, back into the cemetery. It's going I guess back into the, it's going back into the cemetery. And uh, this is major yeah okay, guys. This is part of why Hector and I made such a great team because you know I'm not the kind of guy who you know wants to stand there talking to rocks. I don't even like using EMF meters or anything myself. But uh, Hector is not afraid to talk to a rock. Is that actually like a Wiccan tradition. It is. It's a pagan actually. Uh, but yeah, Wiccan mm-hmm. pagans. Yeah. Yep. They, there's a lot of different uh, cultures that use pendulums, um, and uh, like the Indian culture uses it as well. Uh, both Native American and uh, the other one, India, India, India. India. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to get racist here, so yeah. <laughs> right. But thank you, thank All you right. for your time. Uh, you want to give your names? Oh, I'm um, Jackie and Vince. Jackie and Vince, thanks, thanks, thanks thank a lot, guys. Much. Oh, be on the lookout for the box. And there's a box sitting in the cemetery where everybody that's here signs it. Oh yeah, I know, oh, and that's that's under a tree trunk over here. Or it was it was last time I was looking for it. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just from a uh, letterboxing. It's called. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yes. I have no, uh, I have no yeah. It's interesting how these uh, roots have. Uh, yeah, the roots on the ground kind of turn into a staircase. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's it's, pretty nifty. That's, yeah, it's it's kind of convenient. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it for yeah, me. More people hanging around. Quite a few people today. Yeah. Well, as, as as we get into the Halloween season, there's going to be a lot of people hanging around here. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things that you notice is the cemetery is extremely quiet, even though we're in the middle of a forest reserve. You can barely hear any sounds from inside. Mm-hmm. And another thing you notice is that there are no birds flying over us. Uh, that's another unusual thing about right. this. Yeah. Afternoon, guys. Hello. So if you, if you like, if you stay here long enough, you will never, ever, ever see a bird fly over. Yeah. I'm gonna go read this this stone here. This looks like a rather verbose yeah. stone. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is the most recent one. This is the most recent burial. Robert E. Shields was buried here in 1989. I think that's about the only burial here in, really, since the 50s. Wow. And this is the Shields gravestone. It's in two pieces. There's the marker There's the marker on the ground and the marker that used to be on top of that part that has now fallen over or been knocked over. Ooh, I'm going to chill. Yeah? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. It's hate it when it happens here. It yeah. Here. And we got some broken bottles and stuff on the uh, ground to yeah, show that the uh, beer blasts have not stopped. This is why the cops kick. This is why the cops will kick people out of here at dusk, mm-hmm. especially this time of year.
Oh, here we have the deck grave. This is also in two or possibly three pieces, actually. Yeah. Now, three of the decks, okay, the deck, Jacob Deck, who died in 1915, and then Mary, Joseph, and Jenny, who all died in 1921. That's interesting. Joseph, Nicholas, Jenny, Nicholas, and Mary D. Deck. I don't know what the story behind that is, but no, I would like to find out. This, I imagine they all died at once. Erin, mm -hmm. um, do you have a camera with you? I do. Can you, you mind taking some pictures? Here? Sure. Yeah, I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. the, the story is probably known. Well, Joseph and Jenny were actually born on the same year, yeah. interestingly enough. So yeah, they could be twins. Mm -hmm. They were both born in 1871. Mm -hmm. I suppose Mary who was born in 19, 1841. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. 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 Right. Jacob, probably the father, who died six years before the others. And here's an interesting note. I just wanted to point this out. Um, okay, so Jacob died in 1915. Um, Mary, Joseph, and Jenny all died uh, six years later. Mm -hmm. Three people, six, six, six. Interesting. Oh man! Come on! Come on! Oh. <laughs> See, this Come is on. this is you know Hector's a lot more likely to reach for these kind of things than I am. Yeah, but you know <laughs> you what? Know it, me, it makes but... for quality entertainment. Oh sure, <laughs> that's what I do. I'm the entertainer. You're the researcher. Right. Now this place has been exhaustively researched over the years. I know if there is a story that could be dug up about the Deck family, I imagine it probably has been. Mm -hmm. um, and yet there's a lot we don't know about the place, too. We don't know how many graves there may have been here at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, how many Scott Grinstalls were destroyed, completely destroyed and obliterated? Right. Because yeah. almost none of them are actually standing upright anymore. Oh, no, no, no doubt. Just a couple. Yeah. Uh, how bored would you have to be to knock over a gravestone? Seriously. <laughs> and I, I don't even know. Well, you'd, I just keep picturing people, like, headbutting into it or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're doing a podcast. We're actually doing right a now. podcast right now. I'm with uh, Weird Chicago. I'm actually a Chicago historian by trade. Uh, it was just a basic, actually functioning cemetery for a long time, up through about the 40s or 50s. But then, in about the 60s, it was a it was a very popular place for kids to sneak in, get drunk, and knock stuff over. Right, and that's like why. And dig bodies up too, and uh, that's a lot of where the ghost stories come from. A lot of them probably do also just come from people who were out of their minds on acid in here. So there's no bodies in here. There are bodies, bodies left, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There are still certainly bodies. Okay. Nobody knows exactly how many are left. A lot of them got... Uh, so, quite a few of them did get dug up in the 60s or 70s. And uh, the mid-60s, they uh, found that there had been a bonfire here, and they found coffin handles and hinges in the bonfire. Early 70s, they caught seven kids digging up a body. But at this point, the gravestones are in such disarray, I wouldn't even know where to start digging. I'm not thinking about digging up any dead bodies. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, I haven't smelled anything too bad this week. Uh, give me a shovel and a flashlight. But, like, okay, some of these, like, tombstones look really new. Uh, the most recent tombstone is uh, the one over there from 1989. The others, I guess, this one, I guess, a lot of them do get cleaned up occasionally. There's a group, uh, bachelorsgrove.org, that tries to keep the place pretty well maintained. So at one point it was nothing but garbage and graffiti out here. Right. It's been cleaned up fairly well since then. There's still garbage and graffiti, but... What have you got? So what, like, what have you guys heard about the place? That it's just haunted. Like we came here before, but it wasn't. Yeah, you ever seen anything here? Any ghosts? No. Me neither. No. <laughs> he threw a rock at like the gate, 
and it was like two in the morning and he I screamed and my girlfriend and me and her we were screaming and we booked it out of here yeah. and he's like I threw a rock girls it's okay <laughs> he's from Tennessee so he thought he was gonna be all funny and scare us and <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that never goes well oh, no. <laughs> that never like, yeah, oh ever goes well there is a story that the gate is guarded by some kind of a guardian spirit but giving just how I don't think it's possible to desecrate a cemetery more than this one has been desecrated. Right. So it would have to be a terrible guardian. (laughs) Either a terrible guardian or he's out to lunch or something. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't understand why would someone, like, you go to other cemeteries. This would have been a small, even further out of the way town at the time. It was, it's secluded enough that people could sneak in here before the cops really got wise to it and started guarding it a lot more. They could sneak in, get wasted, and trash the place. And it was a smaller town then, and, you know, there wasn't anything better to do. Yeah. They didn't have cable TV yet. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what possessed people to do that either. I mean, if I, if, I don't, I, I've lived in small towns, but if somebody came up to me and said, hey, we're going to go dig up a body, <laughs> I'm like, you guys have fun with that. Oh, yeah. I'll just be over here calling the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... I drank a lot of alcohol, not enough to make me go, hey, I'm going to desecrate a grave. Yeah, I think I would have to drink enough so much that I would not be able to handle a shovel yeah. at that point. I've woken up with people that I probably shouldn't have, but not desecrate a grave. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> Especially that one guy. That was horrifying. Uh, yeah, he didn't call me anymore, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Jake. Well, you know, it's kind of an ironic thing, though. You look around, you know, there's, I can see about half a dozen people or so. This is probably one of the most visited cemeteries in the city now. And yet they're going to destroy it. Yeah, that's, uh, rumor has it that they've targeted it for uh, just getting rid of it altogether. Mm-hmm. Which, because, uh, you know, it's too much uh, waste of manpower for the police, for one thing. They have to spend all their time out here around Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, it's likely people are going to still come here, though. Oh, people will still come. Oh, yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like they've never torn up a cemetery before. I mean, all of Lincoln Park was a burial ground. Really, everything down south as far as Chicago Avenue from there was a cemetery at one point. And a great many of the bodies are still there. Yeah. But don't they have to get permission, like, so far back? No. Not really. No. Oh, really? Not Especially with, with this, trying to find a living relative of anybody who's buried here would be pretty tricky at this point. Now, what's... Okay, with the infant... The infant, uh, the Fultons. Uh, there were still people around here who um, who remembered old Granny Fulton still living in the still living in town when they were kids. Uh, Granny Fulton, they was that's what they called her. Uh, infant daughter was, I guess, a stillborn baby who hadn't uh, wasn't ever named. You know, death and childbirth, death, uh, you know, stillborn babies, infant mortality back in those days was a lot higher than it is now. Sorry, we're like bugging oh, you. Oh, sure. sure. No, like, that's fine. This is, this is why we're here. We, this is why we do all of this research now that I'm not doing too many tours anymore. <laughs> but, oh, I heard something about a key. My sister told key. me a key in a lake, and if you go ever get like the lake, you. Or if you get in the house, you never come out. But it was my okay, there is there is a there is a house that people see like off in the distance, and uh, it kind of appears and disappears. I've had people on my tours swear to me that they've actually had picnics outside of the house, or they did when they were kids. As far as anyone knows, the house never actually existed, though. And one of the stories is that if you go in, you'll never come out. I haven't heard any variations about the key sitting in the lake, but that's kind of cool. It's <laughs> it's like something out of a fantasy novel, though. Mm-hmm. Or, or a Zork game, more a likely. Zork game, yeah. yeah. That's something I would expect to see in one of those old, those old text adventures, you know, enter a lake, yeah. search lake, you found yeah. a key. Yeah, 
If you take the key, go to page 135. <laughs> Watch out for the menacing werewolf. <laughs> of course. Of course. Alright, that was Hector and I at Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Following that, we went out into the woods and got hopelessly lost. Uh, eventually, we made it out just before dark. Didn't find any ghosts. But I hope you will stick around with us, because we're going to be going to a lot more supposedly haunted places. Places that are just plain cool. Places related to forgotten bits of Chicago history. All kinds of cool stuff here on Chicago Unbelievable. We hope to have a podcast out roughly every two weeks. Uh, sometimes every week, sometimes just every month, but as often as we possibly can. Check out our books, our new blog, and our tours at ChicagoUnbelievable.com.